less alone, more alive, and making babies. This is Raising Hell, parenting during and after religious deconstruction. Hi, heathens. Hi, heathens. <gasps> so listen, one of the things that a lot of us are facing as we have deconstructed our faith is how to then raise our kids without the same sort of habitual structure that was thrust upon us and like what to tell them about the afterlife, about all of these things. So we're going to do some intentional heathen parenting conversations that revolve around everything from birth uh, to teenagers, to kind of the whole world in between school, the quarantine, the pandemic, what your kids ask you about God and what you tell them and how that works and how to not be terrified all the time that we're breaking our babies um, and everything in between. I think we're going to call it raising hell because yes. <laughs> why wouldn't we? Oh, they are I don't even know how old because I have a brain. Do I have a brain? I have a six-year-old. Yeah, newly six-year-old. Yeah, she just turned six. It's a weird and wonderful six-year-old world. Mm-hmm. So many new things. And then four-year-old twin boys. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's as hard as it sounds. <laughs> That's because it sounds easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know. Four-year-old twin boys is one of those things <laughs> where people just go, Oh, okay. send me coffee, every everyone. That's what you can do to help me. Um, and then I have a 13-month-old perfect angel of a human being that's amazing yeah. and was our surprise human. The and best bookend. Yeah, like couldn't have imagined a better surprise. I don't know what we would do without her now that she's here for 13 months. So. Yeah, she's sort of the best. Yeah. She's all of our comfort objects. <laughs> <laughs> like since her birth there's a whole, whole there's a whole group of humans that are just like can oh. I hold her for a little bit I've been having a hard week and I just I just need and she's like sure let me sleep on you yeah. and we're all just like thank you yeah thank you. she she has this way of her so her name is Mercy and she literally is like our mercy all the time like she just has this way of perfectly knowing what you need and it was just a lot to put on a baby but still whatever she seems to be doing just fine i still hold that she's gonna be really interesting like preteen. <laughs> we're gonna get to a point and it's she's either gonna be like leading yoga classes and meditation at that point where she's just like come in she's 12 and she's got the whole thing set up and she's ready she's like laying a hand on someone's yes. arm and like i can tell that something is troubling you <laughs> And it's just all adults. Like, right. she's just, yeah. Or she's going to be like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> like, all these people needed me for so long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sorry. I'm doing irresponsible now. Here's no, where she, we're at. She's perfect. So, yeah. So, that's. <laughs> Speaking of children. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to our lives. And so you had these kids, and now we're in a we're now we're in this pandemic. Oh yeah, yeah. And That's so been hard. Now all of our children are around us all the time. Oh yes, and I, I've always been like, I like having my kids with me. I like, you know, I mean, so we homeschool. And so it was always kind of on purpose. We homeschool on purpose. <laughs> Who doesn't? <by laughs> it's like, right, yeah. Um, we homeschool on purpose. And so it's always been like, part of that has been weird scheduling with birth work. And part of it has been like, I don't know. I just, we just kind of wanted to do it. And 
also I don't like people telling me what to do, but, um, <laughs> but this is different having my kids around me all the time and never like being able to say, okay, bye. I mean, especially like, man, at the beginning, I was like, can I go for a walk? Am I allowed to do that yet? So now I, I mean, at least we can like take a kid on a walk yeah. by themselves and yeah. all that, but. We've become more bold in our... Like, <laughs> like I'm going for a walk. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> I'll wear a mask. I'm wearing a mask. Leave me alone. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're allowed to do this. We're allowed to do yeah, this. Yeah, to be outside. Yeah. I really did. Like, I had some serious anxiety issues, like, walking past neighbors when we were first going walks around. Because we don't wear masks on walks, like, sure. around our neighborhood. Like, the streets are really broad. Like, who are we going to see? We're not. We're going to run into, like, one other person walking their dog on the other side of the street, which is mm-hmm. fine. That is more than six feet of distance. Everybody is okay. But I felt severely, like, self-conscious and guilty about it for the first few months. <laughs> Just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry I exist. I don't, I don't know. know how yeah. science works. I don't know if like I'm doing it right. I don't know. We're gonna get a gust of wind. I don't know. Yeah. My mask protects you, and I'm sorry because I don't know. But <laughs> stay on that side of the street. Yeah, the weird. It's yeah, it's been weird. But yeah, so yeah. kids all the time. Yeah, a lot. and and like that not getting my kids at least they have like each other mm-hmm. to play and fight with. So there's like that social aspect of it but like it makes it really hard to I mean they don't they're not like always polite to each other you know like not not always your children are not just perfectly nice Uh, to each other all the time not even a little bit so yeah like some of those things where I'm like oh we were learning these things when we were in groups of people and I I could remember that my kids knew how to be kind because they're really kind to other kids Mm. even when they're not kind to each other and now now I'm like I think I have the my children are mean monster people because they don't know how to be nice (laughs) and they're and I'm like oh no what it would yeah so anyway dealing with that yeah, it's it's funny. There used to be a lot more balance. I think you used yeah. to see your kid in a lot of different contexts, and and they had so much more to do. Like yes. table. I mean, and so you and I are sort of set up with opposite structures. And then, like, <laughs> you have four children, and you have chosen homeschool. <laughs> I have one, and I chose to send her to school for the longest possible amount of time in the day, um, <laughs> because yeah. she is my my daughter is a incurable extrovert, just like the most extroverted of the extroverts. And for her to be home with just me I co-parent with her dad uh 50 50 and for her to be home with just me and Ben or or whoever's here is it is nothing short of torture for her because this is not enough people to talk to (laughs) so she is just immediately bored and looking for things to do and so when she's here it winds up being like screens most of the time because she's not a a kid who loves to like play by herself she's getting better at it as she gets older which is great hard to learn those skills but it was a perfect setup for us, for her to be in school. Yeah. And she went to this before and after school program with lots of kids, and she had a blast, and she loved being loved there, and she play just, with. Like, hung out with her friends the whole time, and they would like run around and do art and play games and do all Ugh. of these things. And it was, and I could work because I work mm-hmm. from home, and so I then could work. And so we're incredibly lucky that I can work from home, that I'm able to. able to I said in quotation air quotes um work while uh while having her here and at home but uh yeah that was our that was our really good plan that we had for life like we had set that up and it was going really well you made a plan I know (laughs) 
<laughs> that was our first mistake. Right? We had, so we've, I've enjoyed homeschooling, but we kind of moved our lives. We live in a multi-generational household, which mm-hmm. is amazing and wonderful in a lot of ways. And? And. Yeah. So not really set up for like just the random creative art projects that my and messes that my kids want to make all right. day long yeah. and that I kind of would love to just let them make them but that's just not how everybody rolls right. so I was so we found this amazing like situation this program that was like two days a week basically your kid can come be with other kids and they literally had like a maker station with like just empty boxes and like Literally my dream. I remember walking in being like, this is my dream. I just wanted a giant space that feels like you can go from here and you can tinker and make a mess yeah. and it's fine and it's normal. And we have lost all that in this right. pandemic. And that has been like just so hard on me. I mean, I honestly don't know if, I mean, I know she notices and she cares, but just it's not the same when. I'm like constantly hovering about the mess that's being made when we're in the painting. We have to get it out and we have to put this thing away. And it's just like less freedom. And I all like I feel like all I want is for to be able to say yes. We early on we're like, let's create yes spaces. And then mm, we're like, yes. Oh, spaces. we did not we, this is not a yes you space. Feel like you're saying no all of the time. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm saying no and like nothing else lately. Oh. It's so frustrating. It's the worst. Yeah. And then you just go to bed at the end of the day. You're like, well, I've just like failed all <laughs> yeah, day today. Like, all I did was fail everyone around me yeah. today. And yeah. that is that like, is a cheerful, <laughs> cheerful God. way to be. <laughs> Hi, I'm a disappointment as a parent and well, a person, you know? My partner doesn't like me. My <laughs> child doesn't like me. My housemates are on the fence. <laughs> But only because I didn't interact with them much today, so they didn't have a chance to not like me, and I'm pretty sure I forgot to feed the cat. And <laughs> guess I'll go to bed. <laughs> just another day in paradise. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's. It's so hard when we just find ourselves saying no all day, and I feel like we really. So we just just have to like push back in with like, okay, how are we gonna say yes? Like, right. what can we do to say yes? Like. Right. So we've been trying to find new rhythms, and that's hard too. It but is. you know, and and then our, our kids get stuck in those rhythms sometimes because they don't. So we'll say like, okay, well then on Tuesdays we're gonna do this, and we try to keep that going until just kidding. Clinic day came up, and I have to do that on a Tuesday, and now I've got a like four year old who's the most disappointed ever because we right. moved into we messed with his schedule. How dare you? I'm like. How dare you? Anyway, yeah. Hey, parenting is hard, it turns out. <laughs> and not because we're doing it wrong, right? I think I was told <laughs> that this would be the most joyful and fulfilling experience of my life. Someone said this would be more fun. And to be fair, it is in many, in many ways, just not so many of the ways that are tangible and immediate at this particular moment in history. <laughs> Right? Like, just learning to play the long game. I have, n- I did not have to do that for most of my life. And I don't think I've always been very good at it. Um, one of the things that's funny to me, I was thinking about how last time I was on the podcast, I had just decided to do, like, this midwifery assistant thing. Yeah, and I was that's like, right. okay. And it was, but it, it was the first time 
that I was in a spot where I was like, I have to see something through for like a really long time Mm -hmm. in order to do this. So I was really delighted actually (laughs) whenever I was realizing like, hey, that was like three years ago. Yeah, right. And I am still doing the thing. You're on it. Yeah. I'm doing the thing. You're doing the thing and you're moving forward in the thing. Like you're not even just still doing the thing. (laughs) Moving, I'm moving forward and through. You are moving forward and through. So that was really exciting. But so I was thinking about that because I just, I feel like prior to that, it was really hard for me to see things through, which was like a thing I remember saying in Colorado, like I am determined to like, to say yes and to see it through and not feel like I'm bailing on. Mm -hmm. I I always have this thing where I feel like I'm bailing too early. Like what if I had just stuck in for another six months, you know, like what would have happened? So being like this far into this is really exciting. That being said, I feel like with kids, that's all it is. It's like this weird long game of like, I used yeah. to just bail on things when they were hard. And I don't, I don't think that's bad. I think that's just part of, part of my personality. Like right. I always was like, life's sure. too short to work at a job you hate. And yeah, you absolutely. know, which I, yeah, I, I will affirm for you that I don't think that is, I think that is one of those, like, there's a, there's a myth that I think comes largely from uh, our two values of, like, capitalism mm. and religious, like, uh, complacency. Yeah. So, like, those, yeah. so, the, and it's this value of longevity. Yeah. To do something yeah. well, you must do it for a long time. And that is where it's, like, I feel, it's funny to feel that. I feel that about so many things. Mm-hmm. And then I grew people and decided <laughs> decided to raise some humans. Yeah, you're in it with them. And that, yeah, yeah. that's like you're in it. There's not and an like, opt-out button. Oh, okay, so we're not opting out here. And I, I mean, yeah, there's no opt-out. And so trying to play the long game of like, I, okay, like I have the sassiest six-year-old you know, let's be real. They're all real sassy. It's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Yeah. And also, like, can you be sassy with somebody else? Like, do you have to be that sassy with right. me? And I just like, <laughs> like knowing that there's something about that what their personalities and who they are that is strong. And we we're like, we sat. I remember sitting down and like, we want to raise a, raise a strong, independent daughter who's like, you know, all of these things. And then I'm like. Okay, well then I can't, I can't parent her in a like. But you have to just listen you to can't me because teach her to be submissive. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, you, so it doesn't work for me to just say because I said so and because I, because I'm the adult. We don't do that, you know. I and find this very inconvenient. <laughs> it's so inconvenient just to try to figure out how to parent in a way that's like has some mutual respect and has like some teaching moments and remembering that six years is not actually that long of being on the planet right and most of that she was like a baby so just like trying to figure out how to do like over and over how to parent right because I the my goal is that she be a strong and like capable person later on in life that can do her thing and that doesn't feel like she needs to apologize for taking up space and is like has all this inherent worth and value and And i want her to please be quiet right now (laughs) and also the struggle all the time i'm like oh my god though if you're not quiet right now i'm gonna die but like right now i need you to be quiet (laughs) 
I need you to take up no space currently, but like feel really free to take up all the space like later. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. It We're is, on the same page. It here. is. A, it is a catch twenty two. I tell you. It is. Oh, it is some. Man. It is some doom because yeah, exactly. And I think that. Um, yeah, it's hard. I think that we have these. Are you okay? What just happened to you? I want my coffee to be hotter. Oh, yeah. Co- it's well, not. that's also the ongoing struggle with coffee, isn't it? It's yeah. Like the temperature you want it for approximately 30 seconds, and then you're like, well, that was nice. It's done now. Oh, it's fine. The rest of the day will be a disappointment. <laughs> just, oh, man. And here we are. Um, All right, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, I, I find myself getting frustrated with her uh, in these different moments. Where I'm like, I just like, why can't you like self-regulate this thing? Why can't yeah. you like, manage your screen time? And I'm like, I can't manage my own fucking screen time. Right. And I'm 38 years old. For- like, <laughs> yes. She's not yet eight. I have 30 years on this child, and like, I haven't figured out how to be a responsible consumer of Netflix. So my being like, you should just be willing to just, right. you know police yourself and like turn off the thing at the time limit i set a timer like Like, why why in the world do i have that expectation for her like why do i think that that is a thing and i don't know matthew is tiptoeing past us at this moment it's happening i'm gonna narrate it to make him feel really awkward Anytime you try to be stealth, I am so completely not on board with the stealth. <laughs> like, there's no stealth happening Who here. Need- yeah. <laughs> I love it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so wonderful. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It is. And it, but but I'm also human. Like right. I'm not, I am not this like evolved, perfect, emotionally stable, always what like i know <laughs> maternal icon like i am not yeah. you know the, the the virgin mother majestic i am a human mm-hmm. who has some serious sensory processing mayhem that goes on so when it's loud and crazy like i am not in my right mind when yep. that's going on who doesn't get a lot of sleep who is trying to work from home like i have all of these factors going all of the time mm-hmm. And just the work of remembering that she is a child and I have to have expectations that are appropriate for a child to meet of her is sometimes outside of what I can do in any yeah. given hour. It sometimes is, is just outside of what I can keep in my mind. But like, oh, that's not a thing. I, I feel like I say all the time when we, like, to Benjamin, my husband, I'm like constantly, like, we have to keep this stuff in front of us because if we don't, we just don't remember. I don't think we're, we weren't really raised to remember. We weren't really, that's, it's not how, it's not how we grew up. And I mean, it was certainly a different time. So I think trying to remember how to peacefully parent or whatever catchphrasey mm-hmm. thing you want to call it, like just remember my kid is a human. Right. Is, is a lot. And to remember that I'm human and that we're not, there's this, we're not perfect. And I, I remember when I remember, I remember realizing that my parents were human. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was well into my twenties. Right. Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> but just like having oh. like relationship issues and yep. like, per- and all the things that I just like had put on my parents and like, why couldn't they be more? And I'm like, they were just 
freaking people. Being people. Trying yeah. to figure it out and like with bills and issues. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my fucking goodness. Oh. <laughs> like, they're people. And then you're like, I'm sorry. These are humans. Sorry. Oh, okay. And so, like, trying to keep that in front of me that, like, hey, this six-year-old person is a tiny human right. and, like, hasn't been around for a while and doesn't actually, like, there is no you should know better. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I want to say, like, that's a phrase I want to say mm-hmm. so often. Like, oh, my goodness, you should know better. I find myself. I'm like, why? Yeah, Did I teach her? To, what am I? This is about her having to learn. We don't learn on the first try. Like, yep. oh, man, just yeah. just so much. So, yeah, I'm like, okay, long game. We're hoping that at 16 when <laughs> things when things go awry, I can't wait to hear the teenage one because yep. I'm like, someone tell me what I'm supposed to do. But I'm hoping that like she'll come to me. Right. I'm like, okay. Did I like listen enough that, and did she know she was being heard so that when she's 16, she knows I'm going to listen to her and she'll right. be heard. Like, okay, cool. We can, right. can we get that? That's my goal right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I, I say again and again, like if I have one parenting goal, like if I had to boil it down to like, this is one one thing that is the mantra I would like to write across the ceiling and like keep up there. It is just that she feels like there is nothing she could bring to me at any point that would cause me to reject her. Yeah. Yeah. She feels like no matter what she has to bring to me, even if it is, oops, you know, mom, (laughs) I accidentally like did this really horrific thing that she feels like I am on her side, Mm -hmm. that I am on her team and that I will always, always, always do my work to get back to her. Yeah. Even if it's something I disagree with. Even if it's something that I'm disappointed in. Even yeah. if it's something that there is nothing that would cause me to not want to get back to her yeah. as quickly as I could. Um, and that, like, no questions asked. I'm her team, no matter yeah. what. Uh, and then figuring out how to set boundaries in that. <laughs> Is its own thing. So that's yeah, like, totally. what happens when I have to kind of betray mm. your trust in that way and be the person who says, no, this thing you really want to do, you can't do. This yeah. thing that you really think is important isn't important. Mm. And I'm sorry that you feel like it is, but it <laughs> it isn't. And it can't be. And your feelings are still valid. But like, yeah. oh. you are not, you are not suffering right now and like I have to teach you that this is not suffering yeah. <laughs> like you have to know that it's yeah it's just a lot yep it's so many facets why is what happened I'm like <laughs> someone should have told me this so many layers there's layers there's layers well and I feel like we had a very clear I had two things that were very clear for me growing up one was that my parents really had it together like I felt yeah. like my parents had their shit together and I know my parents were having struggles, were being human, were like mm-hmm. going through their own things. I am sure my entire childhood they had things, but I grew up in that sort of like the, that just that era, that culture of like you just didn't you didn't do that with your kids. Like you mm, didn't like yeah. talk to your kids about what was going on, right. Like with you emotionally, and especially like in in kind of the big box Christianity they grew up, like you presented well, you know, you were like, we've got Mm -hmm. this, we're together. And, you know, my grandparents are Christian scientists. So that's all very mind over matter. You don't talk about the bad things. You focus on the good things. And like, yeah. So I was very shielded from that. 
um, from, which is something I'm really grateful for. I had this very worry-free childhood. Mm -hmm. Like I was very unconcerned as a child. It was (laughs) fine. Everything was fine. Everything was handled for me. I didn't have... I had the incredible privilege of not being worried about mm, yeah. things as a kid, which is which was wonderful. That gave me a lot of freedom. And I wonder every time that I have to admit to my child that I'm not okay right now. Like, am I? Is that the right thing for me to be doing? Showing mm. her that? Am I somehow taking that freedom from her? That yeah. ability to not be worried? The places where she, and she does, she's incredibly beautiful in the way that she will care for me. If she knows that I'm having a hard day, she yeah. will, she'll draw me pictures and she'll come in and be like, you need hugs and she'll yeah. snuggle me and she'll do the whole thing. She's incredibly empathetic and lovely. And what an interesting place that is to feel like my child is mothering me a little bit and that yeah. I'm like she is caring for me and I'm having to admit to her that I am imperfect. Mm-hmm. And holding that... Because I do think that that that's an ethic that matters to me. That's a value that matters, that she knows that people are people, that people are allowed to have hard days, that people are allowed to show up sad or mad or frustrated to a thing. You you don't have to fake it. You don't (laughs) have to put on a smile and be like, I'm not sad. Like, it's okay for you to show up that way. And if I want her to feel like she can live that way, I have to live that way. I have to be okay with that. Uh, And I wonder... I wonder constantly if that, I think anytime you're doing something different than what you grew up in, you just yeah. sit there going, is that the thing? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what she talks about in therapy in 20 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom was, yeah. My mom was sad so She was always sad. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think about um, my kids are really wild and free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're very free spirited, wild humans. And I love that about them, but. That's not really how I was raised, and I, I was definitely more of a, I'm a, more of a bookworm, hide in the closet, literally, and read a book, and so, I just wasn't real, and I wasn't only child for a really long time, right? So there's a lot of like, what my therapist would say. There's a lot of like, (laughs) my therapist has a lot to say about that, but. That's been interesting. But anyway. Um, and now, Anissa's therapist will join us. <laughs> no, yeah. So, but because of that, I think, uh, like, I think that my parents aren't quite used to the level of chaos that my mm. four children bring. Yeah. And so it, like, can very much look like I have these kids who are, like, quote unquote bad kids or whatever and they're they're not and and I think even they know that like they but there is this feeling of like they're doing things to get attention or which I'm like well then we pay attention to them or there there are things that they do that I'm like I start to wonder like am I just doing this wrong is all of my like positive gentle parenting like all of that, like, trying to keep it in front of me, is it just, like, doing more harm than good? Are they going to tell their therapist, like, I don't know, my mom just didn't have any boundaries and she just let us do whatever we want because that's not true. Right. But, like, sometimes I'm, like, the things that I, you know, I choose to let go are definitely not things that, like, would have been let go for me. Right. And so then I'm, like, maybe I should run a tighter ship or like something and I'm like I just want them to feel like, like they the can sound of music yeah. like a little whistle yeah. and they all line they all... up well and we were so we always were praised my well we 
yeah, we, but, but we would like file. So I was the only child for a long time. And then, um, I had a, have a brother and sister who were adopted. And then, um, I have a, then my cousins came to live with us. And so there were like six kids and my parents would get us all ready and, which people would always count in the grocery store but we would march into church like well dressed and sit nicely on our pew and be really quiet and well behaved throughout like service and we were just always like being like praised as these kids that were but it was like my mom could just give us a look and we like knew like you know passing notes or something and it was like right stop it you know with just a, a look that we're like oh shoot we're gonna be in big trouble if we don't pay attention and that kind of like authority, like just that authoritarian like model of just right. like we know who's the boss, you know, and we look really good in this like, especially in church, and you don't make them, don't make your parents look bad, and that kind of model or situation where you're just like, I, that's just not how I am. Right. <laughs> so, so then I'm like it looks like I just have these out of control kids sometimes. And I'm like, I I don't feel like they're out of control. I feel like I'm just letting them be little. Yeah. (laughs) I'm letting them be kids. And I don't really want to be the one that's like, just like harping on them about things all day long, like to get them to do the thing that will look great. And it will look like they're really well behaved. And it will make all the adults comfortable. Yeah. It will make everybody so comfortable. comfortable. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I, like, my kids are rarely wearing shoes. And it's just like, you know, it turns out that's like not a value that I have. I don't personally like to be wearing shoes. not on your list of important ethics. Yeah. Wear shoes. I'm like, we wear shoes where we're supposed to wear shoes, but like, we just, we, we've learned to shift some things because it can be a knock out, like, drag out fight yep. about putting shoes on or I can just put the shoes in the car and then when we get there it's like well you can put shoes on or you cannot go in like right. that's how we oh okay I have to wear my and so I just I feel like I'm trying to choose my battles yeah. but I do I feel I get I feel very um like I wonder all the time like mm. oh my gosh am I like creating tiny monsters that are gonna like <laughs> not be like kind humans I, you know like I don't know yeah. I'm like, what am I doing wrong so I yeah. don't know it's tricky. I think there's so much pressure on that too. Like there's just, yeah. cause you're dealing with everyone else's expectations yeah. all of the time. You're fine. <laughs> just constantly everyone else. Every time you go out in public, you've yeah. got then the eyes of the world upon mm-hmm. you, making their judgments, doing their things, drawing their conclusions, which is something if we could just stop doing that, that would be great. <laughs> Maybe that would like help. If we could yeah. collectively rid the world of the people who like, give the side eye to the parent with a crying baby on the airplane. Like if right. we can just like shun that person. Oh, right. Where, I like just... everyone else on the plane side eyes them where they're just like, <laughs> excuse me. Like babies aren't allowed to exist on airplanes. Right. Like give me a break. And also dude. like I've been there. It's, way to yeah. make a, a, like a bad situation worse. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What are you contributing to this by throwing a tantrum of your own? Right. Like how is that in any way benefiting? Anyone, Anybody. even you. How yeah. are you benefiting from throwing a tantrum of your own and adding stress to this situation? You're not. And all that shows me is that you don't have any better emotional management than the baby. Like Amen. you and the baby are now on are the same emotional <laughs> management 
level. And now I, as the mother of the crying baby, also have to mother your sorry ass in this scenario (laughs) and handle your emotional mayhem. And that's unacceptable. I feel like I'm always armed. I I tell Benjamin this all the time. I feel like when I'm out in public, whether it's like I'm going to nurse my baby or I've got a very sensory overloaded child that is freaking out Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have, I know I'm going to have to like carry them out of a store. Like, I feel like I'm just constantly like holding like a a fuck you, like just ready at the moment's notice to just be like, if you say anything to me in this moment, that is what I'm going to say to you because I don't have time for it. Like, do I look, do I look like I have time (laughs) for it as I'm carrying a toddler and like trying, you know, I'm like, no, like, no, start saying why, what, why, why? Why? No one's ever said anything to me while I was nursing a baby in public, but I just have always been ready right. to. I'm like, try yeah. me. Just try me. I have been preparing <laughs> for this moment. Yeah. Speeches are prepared. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Armed with it. So. Yeah. I had to, I combo fed Fable because uh, I didn't make enough milk despite my best efforts and uh, in Portland, Oregon, which yeah. means that I was often in <laughs> yeah. like the postpartum yoga class oh, pulling gosh. out formula, which is like, <gasps> what are yeah. you doing? You're oh, poisoning your child. And no one ever said anything outright, but there was definitely like the room would go very quiet. Oh, goodness. And I, I would wind up just telling my story in my like awkward, apologetic way. Where I'm just I like, did the- I'm sorry, here's the reason why I have to do these things. And like that, just just like don't be those people. Right? Like just don't. Just don't be the people who assume you know someone else's story. And don't make people tell you their story. No one, you no. should not have to tell people. Just be less bothered by other humans doing oh. their thing. Like just be less worried about what other people are fucking doing. People are not doing things at you. No, they're, they're just, not. just do just feeding their baby. Do you. Do you, boo. Just do. <laughs> Hashtag. Just do you. Just go in the world and like just, just Golly. I be mean, and let the people be and it'll be all right. Yeah, because it's just, it's a mad, mad world out there. I just, it's a lot. It's wild. Hey, heathens, it's Ben Grace. We'll get you back to the premium conversational content in just a minute. But real quick, we want to tell you about something else we released this week. In the first few weeks of the pandemic, Karen penned some lyrics and recruited Matthew and I to set them to melody. The result was Quarantine Hymn, and we've been playing this song on Sundays at Sojourn Grace Collective and at Heathen Happy Hour on Thursdays as a way to remind people to breathe through this collective experience. This is our dirge for all the futures lost. We mourn the comfort of security. We stand ahead of the unmeasured cost. We stand as one in our priority. We're so stoked to say that it's now out in the world. Search Wide Open Commons or Quarantine Hymn anywhere you listen to music or go to li.sten.to slash quarantine hymn. That's li.sten.to slash quarantine hymn. We'll put the full track at the end of this episode only if you promise to go buy, listen and share it everywhere. (laughs) Who are we kidding? It'll be there anyway. Okay, back to Rising Hill. 
What do you teach your children about right and wrong? Oh, um, so we teach them currently, like whatever whatever Daniel Tiger says. <laughs> okay. That's like seriously step one of religious deconstructed parenting, though. Is yeah. like Daniel Tiger is your pastor yeah. for the first few years. He will help you. Yes. Like, if you don't know what to say, uh-huh. just go to Daniel Tiger. Oh my He'll God. help you. It's so true. So that gets you to like age three and a half, yeah. right? Yes. And yes. you're golden. Um, yeah. I mean, we we try to teach them like um, things like, I'm trying to, I'm like, man, the black and white, the black and white, the right and the wrong thing mm-hmm. is like, are we. I feel like we try to dear clear of that of binaries of, yeah of just binaries we yeah. we talk a lot about um tr- how we treat people and that um so like <laughs> we people are more important than things that's yeah. the thing we say all the time and like we that. actually rec- very recently implemented a if you fight about a thing and you can't work it out then we remove the object from everybody yeah. partially because it was like we have to figure out how to like treat each other well and how to be kind especially in a pandemic when we see each other all the time <laughs> this is no longer optional <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my goodness this is about survival yes um and so you know it's like hey guys if if people are more important than things and we if we're fighting about this thing and it's causing you to hurt somebody else we don't hurt other people hurting we i mean we talk about hurting other people being something that like we don't do and we make all of the exceptions, of course. If somebody's trying to take you, that's not you. That doesn't. That shouldn't be taking you. Then that's okay. Right. So, which is again why we don't do binaries because we like. Right. It's hard because yeah. saying hitting people is wrong is like except for, and then there's like yep twenty caveats. So, um, yeah, we just try to make it like people are more important than things. We um, use kind words. We, uh, man. It's interesting. We don't really talk a lot about, um, oh, we say, we don't make messes on purpose. (laughs) Because, like, my kids will definitely, like, just dump We're good stewards of our belongings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. where I'm like, because I would find myself getting angry about a mess or, like, saying, like, ah, you're making a mess. And I'm like... I don't care if they make messes. I care that they're making a mess on purpose no that I now intention. have to, yeah. yeah, with no intention of cleaning it up right. or helping me clean it up. Or, or doing something productive with the mess. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, we don't make messes on purpose because someone has to clean it up. Right. And it's usually not you. Yeah. What you're making is work for <laughs> yes. someone else. Yes. Right. <laughs> no, we don't, yeah, we don't do that. So yeah, so we try to steer away from like too many, like, that's just the wrong thing to do. Mm. Um, try to like, we have one of the things that we're working on in our house is saying um, that saying sorry isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like that we just don't get to hurt somebody and then say, I'm sorry. And it makes it better that yeah. you have to like, there's more to it that you, mm-hmm. that you have to do something yep. to make I'm, it right. I'm fully considering a full ban on the words. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but literally like yeah. you can't say, I'm sorry. You have to come up with something else to say. Like, yeah. I wish that I had not done this thing to you. Next time I will do a better job. But like you can't just yeah. say those little words because they don't mean, they mean nothing. anything. They don't mean anything. 
we need meaning and I need to know that your like mental creativity is yeah. being applied to this like you're invested in it yeah we're like what what is a better way to do that what was a better you know and yeah. and that's you know I know that there's a lot about like the brain and executive functioning and all of those things that like with young children isn't fully formed or always functioning because I also know it doesn't always you know work for me so you know or if I'm tired or hungry but then going back and saying well just because you're hungry doesn't mean that you can hurt people (laughs) which is a lesson I have not yet learned for the record (laughs) hey Karen just wanted yeah you know I I need I need that that's something I need to hear from you regularly I'm gonna text you regularly hey just because you're hungry uh yeah so yeah so we're trying we're trying to work through that um just like how we phrase things so that they mean something and so that they are getting a sense of, you know, that there are some things that we do and there's some things that we don't do because they cause harm to people or they're not kind words. And so we, we have to deal with them, you know, cussing because my kids will cuss. Yep. I know, shocker. But I'm like, well, I had to like realize that at some point they just also hear us talk. Right. And so, you know, so, you know, we tried for a while the like grown up word idea. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of like that. But basically I just decided like to tell them like, it just depends on how you're using this word. Right. And like, you know, it's, it's going to make some other grownups feel uncomfortable. They'll probably tell you not to say this. We don't say things at people or to people. So we don't use the word stupid because right. it's just like never like why? Like what, you right. know, like when a four or six year old is using the word stupid, it's usually like in the you're, you're stupid, stupid context. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, we don't do that. Cause it's like, so just trying to like help them right. think about those kinds of things. I was like, it doesn't, I mean, telling kids not to cuss in general, especially if you do, doesn't really work. Like right. They just hear yeah. it and then they're like, well, how come you can say that and right. I can't? And I'm like, yeah, the grown up words thing works really well for Enneagram 234 babies, <laughs> uh, which I have one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to type your children, but I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's like, well, you can also guess um, that I don't have any of those. Yeah, your kids are not in the image projector <laughs> land, but it does. It works well because her her main way of being in the world is is related to how other people mm. are feeling about her at any time so just the knowing that like using that word is going to have create feelings in other people mm-hmm. and some people are gonna like if you don't understand where it's okay to use it and where it's not because even I know where it's okay to use these words and where I probably wouldn't use right these words. right and until you learn <laughs> <laughs> to navigate those differences, like it's just it is it's a it's a big responsibility throwing yeah. that out into the room, and that is enough to be like, okay, yeah, I won't. Cause she hears them all the time, you right? Know, right. Uh, but so she she's very she's that that makes lots of sense to her. It's yeah. like, oh, this will cause other people to think a thing about me, so I'm going to hold it in. My Other- kids hear that, and they like literally, they just like. They hear it and they hear that other people will react to it and they go, cool. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. Neat. That, oh, really? Let's see what power. I can do. I have power. Yeah. Our children are currently running around this room silently as though they think we might not see them. <laughs> they, if they're quiet. Are you going outside? Yeah. 
Okay, make sure you close the door behind you, please. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> if we close their eyes, they can't see us. <laughs> I love They're very it. amused by themselves. Um, yeah, it is. It it, it is interesting. I think like we grew up obviously with like some. We had commandments. Yeah. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not do these things. And so now when like, because, because my child is an image projector, like when she lies to me, it's usually for a a reason. Like she's lying to me because she wants me to think she's good. Mm. You know, it's really kind of where that motivation is coming from. It's not really that she's like afraid of being in trouble. Right. She doesn't really, there's not much in trouble that goes on for her. Like her consequences (laughs) are pretty minimal. Um, but she wants my perception of her as good mm-hmm. is really important to her as yeah. good and smart and all of those things. And so she's protecting that. And so for me to just say, thou shalt not lie to her and punish her, like that just doesn't work in this whole mm-hmm. paradigm that we've set up. Yeah. Instead, we have to talk about like, why? We spend so much time fucking talking about why. Why? Always why. Just why this and why that and why this and why that. Because that's what you have to do. Right. When you don't want to do the whole because I said so, mm-hmm. you have to come up with why all yeah. of the time. And it's exhausting. It it's is. exhausting to come up with why. But we have to go Occasionally, I don't know why, so. Why would you not tell me this? Why would you tell me this instead? What are those feelings? What's the fear underneath yeah. it? Like, we have to just all the way go in instead of just being like, you don't do this. Yeah. You did it. Here's your consequence. You're in trouble. Yeah. The end. Um, and I believe that this is good. Like, yeah. I believe this is the thing to do. And whew, it's much harder to do it that way. I'll find myself wanting to say something about being in trouble, and then I'm like, I have no idea what the hell that means. What does trouble mean? Yeah. <laughs> they're in trouble now. Okay, well, you're going to be in trouble. I'm like, okay, well, we don't spank them. So, okay, and we don't really, like, we'd use timeout as, like, a break. Yeah, like, you need to calm you, your body down. Yeah, you need to get, and we tend to go with them. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm taking your pony away for the day i don't know what we're doing i know never mind well and then like it really matters to me to try to find consequences that like fit the crime right like i don't (laughs) want to just be like arbitrarily like you made me mad so now you don't get this anymore right right that seems not logical and i want there to be a reason like if you are if you are doing this too much then that thing is the thing that gets taken from you but it's it happens my child is really like she she wants to be a helper like she wants to to to, she's an easy kid really and it happens rarely enough that like I find myself saying to her like if we keep doing this negotiating thing on this like I'm gonna have to figure out a consequence and I don't want to figure out a consequence for you like that's not a thing I want to do today like I don't want to have to do that so can we not straight with the reasoning like like, listen listen. can we please come to an agreement so we can bypass the part of this where I have to like be your parent because I would rather not I would rather not do that I would rather we just like agree on something and move forward yeah she can negotiate that kid can negotiate all day long she just like she's a masterful I'm just glad my kid's not the only one because yep. man, I like I was like, whoa, what is this negotiating thing? Yep. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, we're not. Wait, what? Yeah, and I have figured out that when I say something is non-negotiable, it's pretty much the same as saying because I said so. Yeah, like, I have to give her a reason. After this is non-negotiable because. Yeah. Here's the reasons why. And the truth is, sometimes I don't have good reasons. Sometimes <laughs> the reason is because I really want you to do this. <laughs> 
hey, but then at least you're being honest. Yeah, but she'll call me out too. Like, I'm like, we gotta hurry. And she's like, we don't actually have to be there on time. And I'm like, <laughs> listen. listen. No valid point making for the day. Hold on. Just to be clear, you're seven. You are seven. So I'm going to need you to just like step back, calm down, be seven and get out of here with your logic. (laughs) Mommy is hurrying. I'm hurrying. I would like it to be a hurrying situation. Yep. Everyone should be supporting me in my hurrying for no reason. Damn it. I'm going to go take a break. Yep. (laughs) Mommy needs a time. Yeah. We got into it. She's getting old enough now that like we can have pretty good complicated talks about things yeah which is good and and where we've landed lately is i've been talking to her about like ethics like because yeah. we don't have like the bible says so right. that's why you should do it so we've been talking about like creating kind of our own code of ethics and her creating huh. her own code of ethics and saying to her like okay so like if we say like your ethic is something that you really believe is important like this is a thing that really and it's how when you try to make a decision about what you should or shouldn't do hmm. in a situation where you try to decide is this the, the right thing or the wrong thing to do? What are your things that you think about to help you make that decision? What are the what are the criteria that you're looking at that help you make that decision? And she's like, well, we be kind to people. I'm like, okay, so being kind to people then is one of our ethics. Like, yeah. that's something that we can, but so trying to, and I'm working on like trying to figure out if we want to formalize that and like actually right. write them down and like let them change and adapt because they will, yeah. you know? Like there are things that are important to her now that won't be important to her later. But trying to give her some structure for, if I don't know what the right or wrong thing to do, quote unquote, yeah. in this situation is, here are the things I can look at. Yeah, I can fall and, back on and, and go to. And run through in my head and have a system for going, oh, okay, well, here's why I think this about this thing. And here's, here's why I yeah. don't, you know? We've been trying to work through, that. I like that a lot because... We usually say, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Right. You know, it's like, all the same thing. Yeah. It's just trying to figure just, out like a structure yeah. for it. So I'm trying to work, we're trying to work out how to go about teaching, I mean, teaching them how to listen to their bodies mm-hmm. and how to trust what their body's feeling because yeah. I never learned how to do that. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm currently still learning how to do that in the last six years, you know, of, um, is deceitful. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's what right. I was told. Like yeah. my whole life was like, my flesh is deceitful and your heart is deceitful. And if you want it, it's, you can't have it. And right. But also God put the desires in your heart. Yes. And so he'll give them to you someday. It's very confusing. He's going to dangle them like a carrot until you are ready for them. (laughs) And then when you least expect, I mean, like just for the, my whole life, like that's, you know, what I learned in growing up in the evangelical world and it just got a little more sophisticated-ish, not, not even really, but you know, where you're just like trying to figure out what God wants. And I was like, you know what? I don't want... I don't, I don't want my kids to be doing that all right. the time. I don't want them to be trying to figure out what I want from yeah, them. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like, and what quote unquote God wants from them. Like, that is not something I'm interested in them feeling like and thinking about. I want to know what they feel. I want them to right. like know how to look in, like how to stop and feel their bodies. Yeah. What does your body need yep. right now? You know, like what is your body telling you? Your body talks to you. Like, that's literally how we potty trained. I mean, it was just like, your body will tell you. Yeah. You know, like, can you stop and listen to your body? Like, 
watching them do that, I mean, they still obviously need lots of coaching, but like I will watch them stop and check in with their body. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, they're light years ahead of me. Yeah. I don't remember to stop and check in with my yeah. body. Like I, I have to listen to my watch. My watch right. has to tell me to stop and, and that's, breathe. That's the beautiful thing, right? Like I, I feel like I was, I was well into my twenties, if not all the way to 30 when I figured out how much my body is tied to my emotions and how much yeah. of my emotional processing happens through my body and like how much better I would feel if I was worked up and then like went on a walk, yeah. how much I can manage and regulate and like, and really, and really, like, take care of myself in that yeah. way. But I didn't know that. Like, yeah. I just didn't know somehow up until then. <laughs> and so I feel like at least, like, that's a thing that I have been able to give her. Because yeah. like, I know that about me. And I can look at her and go, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, well, you, here's what we're going to try right now. And we're going to see if it works for you. Yeah. Like, let's try slowing your breathing down. And let's try doing this, that, and the other thing. And, like, that at least there's that yeah. you know and i'm sure i'm missing something else oh, on sure. the other side but but there's there's something real about like i mean we we'll go we go to the science angle sometimes where it's yeah. like hey you're really overwhelmed right now like let's name your feelings and then hey your brain will feel better if you get oxygen to it mm. so just take the deep breath right. like you're br- <laughs> like literally you need air like your brain needs air so we can calm down Yep. Your body needs water so you can calm down. Like, yep. just, okay. You know, it's like, that's like this easy, logical thing that there's a step and this is what you need. This is why we're doing this. Yep. It's not arbitrary. I'm not just, you know, like making you take a rainbow breath for no reason at all. Right. It really is like going to help your brain. And they see it, like they feel it, that difference of just like, right. Okay. I'm I'm deep breath. I'm in. I mean, this is also how I'm like, I just doula my children all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. What was I going to ask you? I don't know. What do you, what do you worry about? Or do you worry about like the way that your kids are perceived in the world because of some of the alternate things that exist in the way that you're raising them, the different things we're teaching them? Huh? For example, I frequently worry that my child will educate other children about things they have not yet heard about (laughs) and that I will get the phone call from someone who is like, hi, so your child tried to give my kid a whole thing on, like, (laughs) tried to tell them, like, how babies are made and then went into this whole thing on racism and I'm just like, well, well, did they need to know? (laughs) You should have had those conversations with your child, but also, like, awkward I'm sorry I'm sorry. sorry yeah I mean obviously like being I feel like with when it comes to birth and babies that's like we we talk about it frequently because when mommy goes to work she's going to help people get babies out and so right. you know <laughs> so they know some so they, things they know some things because yeah. we just talk about it you know we talk about all the things we use all the anatomically correct language and all the things so then I'm like people get real embarrassed when you use the word penis and yeah. <laughs> my boys are like, well, you know, that's right. just, yeah, this is, this is what they say. Like, I don't know. So yeah. some of that, but, um, I think, you know, when it comes to just like oh, how they are, how they move through the world and they're like, they are very aware of that. They're like the bosses of their own bodies and they are, 
they are just like their freedom. I feel like can sometimes be. I mean, even not we don't you know run in particularly religious circles. Sure. Um, but and we do have some like um, you know we have a lot of buffer in that with church friends. <laughs> Right. Things like that, that we are, we do have a, there's a lot of, uh, we've surrounded ourselves with people who don't judge our children, <laughs> do think of them as being human. Um, we still have a lot of, um, we still do have some people in our world that are like, not particularly, don't parent the same way or think, or, or who still do parent in a very like authoritarian way or, right. um, and you know, you do you, um, but in that, it becomes very, like, interesting when you get people who still teach their children about sin yeah. the same way that we grew up learning about it. Mm-hmm. Or who's, you know, and, and just that idea that they're bad, yep. you know, and, and my kids are quick to correct in, like, you know, that, well, no, like, we're good and, you know. Even, I mean, there's like, we read this book. So I think it's called The Good Egg or something. Or The Bad Egg. I don't remember. The Bad Seed. There's an egg. Have no, there's an egg and a, or, yeah. The Bad Seed is the, like a horror movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, you scratch that. <laughs> Side note, my child did find out something about Bloody Mary. And she was like oh, in great. the bathroom. And then she goes, she wakes up. Mom, is that Bloody Mary or yeah. a towel on the door? And I was like, who, what have you been watching? How? <laughs> How I feel like I tried to shield you from yeah, this. Yeah, there's but no shielding. Anyway. There's no shielding. Yeah, but um, so I do. I do feel very like when it comes to um, like those concepts of sin and disobeying, like the idea that you obey your you obey adults, yeah, just all adults, yeah. And I'm like, and my my kids are quick to correct people and say like. No, we don't. We don't have to listen to you just because you're a grown up. <laughs> because we have taught like so. Like when I tell my, you know, I've had this conversation and like, where you know, if it's like my sister who's like, who would say maybe like, well, you have to listen to me because I'm a grown up. Which my they don't say that anymore. But that conversation where it's like, well, no, they don't have to listen to you because you're a grown up. They have to listen to you because you are their aunt. Spe- this specific aunt that. We trust and love, and I do want them to listen to what you have to say. Right. Not just because you're an adult. We don't listen to adults just because right. they're adults. That's yep. not safe. Right. No. <laughs> when I I would love to tear apart for her the whole heroes and villains thing, like entirely. Yeah. Like it's we don't we don't ever look at people as like these are these people are the ones who have all the answers, mm-hmm. and these people do not have all of the answers. That like. All people have some answers. <laughs> no people have all of the answers. Right. And like we have to learn how to, again, we have to have our ethics. We have to have our things that we look at and go, is this a good idea or a bad idea? Yeah. Like you're saying. And like, yeah. We have to be able to think critically about mm-hmm. things that people tell us, even people who are in positions of authority. Yeah. It's okay for us to go, mm, are you, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Are you a safe adult or a tricky adult? Right. Like, we talk about that all the time. It's just... Which is a lot, like, yeah, sometimes, is. and just, like, but again, I go back to, like, how do you feel? How does that person make you feel? Like, I don't know what's happening. Um, you know, like, how how do you feel in your body when right. you're with that person? Like, that matters. That, yeah. that uh, matters so 
much to me like that because just because of how you know how unfortunately like abuse and all of those things happen because it's like oh it just was somebody that was at church or something right. because you were just told you, you had just to told trust that was them. a good person yeah. yeah they're a good person so yeah. yes i'm like oh are there in a you know and so yeah just trying to find ways to kind of go through the nuance of like yeah not everybody is good or bad right. it is there are definitely like and how you feel about that person matters and if if you tell me if nothing has ever happened but you tell me you feel weird around this person you know great okay then we like i'm with you with them i won't leave you alone you know like i think there will be we haven't really done um we haven't gotten to the place yet where we've had to be awkward about the fact that we don't do sleepovers right yeah (laughs) you know or like um just things like that where that are hard because it's like you have to like have this moment with a person that maybe you like or trust technically but like I don't know. I'm not going to like, just because I trust you doesn't mean I'm going to like send my kid to sleep at your house. Right. I was really bummed because I was excited to send her to camp this summer. This was going to be the first camp summer. And I loved camp. I loved sleepaway camp when I was a kid. It was my jam. It was my free time. It was my absolute like favorite thing. And I went to like church camp and obviously, right. I went to Girl Scout camp too though. Mm. And so that was what we were going to do. We were going to do Girl Scout camp and that was going to be really fun. Next year, maybe. I hope camp comes back. I know. Them. I hope that like group stuff returns for yeah. these kids before they're not kids anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I hope so. Like away from parent time. And that's the thing I worry about with them a lot right now is like there's no away from parent time. Yeah. Like you used to have away from. At least some. I mean. At least some away from parent time where I'm not like watching everything that you're doing. Right. And like you can just do dumb kid stuff by yourself. So I yeah. keep trying to create spaces for her that I'm not in. Yeah. She doesn't like to be alone, so it's hard. <laughs> but I keep being like, go over there where I can't see you and I'm not like picking at you all of the time right? and yeah. fussing with you and like fixing your hair. Like just go be over there. If you would go over there, I won't come over there and then I won't pick at <laughs> right, you. I won't mess with but you. But then you keep coming back here. Right. And then I'm like, well, actually, let's straighten there. Let's just like, leave me alone. And I'm always trying to brush my children's hair. Yep. And my everyone's like, why are you brushing their hair? You're not going anywhere. I'm like, I don't no. know. It's just a mess. And I want to do it. I yeah. wanted something to do. I'm always picking at her. She doesn't mm. like that at all. I was like, your nails are long. We should do something. And she's like, leave me. Just leave me be. Leave my whole person. <laughs> I'm a whole Let person. Let me have my body to myself. Like, okay, that's reasonable, but I made you. <laughs> but I grew you. Also, you won't let me have my bed to myself, so... Trade off. <laughs> Maybe we could strike a deal. You like to negotiate. <laughs> exactly. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I love it. All right, well, we should probably not talk for too much longer on this particular one. Okay. We'll do this again, and we'll do a whole Let's thing. There's lots of other things we were going to talk about, and we just talked about parenting the whole time, because it's a lot. It's yeah. a big piece. It's a lot of things, but um, this is yeah. one, one of many. So one of the things I do as a doula and a childbirth educator, and eventually as a midwife, we'll see how that goes. Um, That'll be a few years from now. But I um, offer all of that stuff for free um, for teen parents. So doula support and childbirth education, and then can provide some mentorship opportunity. Um, Yeah, for free. We do that for free. Try to give that away because it's expensive. And um, teen parents don't tend to be the 
just they don't tend to have the most access. And um, I believe in them being empowered in their births. And I think it I think it really gives them a a good space to start parenting when they when they feel like they made all the choices and were empowered to make choices they wanted to in their birth. So we have a nonprofit called Regarding Hope, and you can find us on the interwebs at Rehope. So it's always funny because I, you know, things you'd think about, but it's like at Rehope, re dot, like re, like regarding, right? right. Yeah. Regarding hope. So I, I'm assuming you'll. They can figure it out figure out how to You're smart plus we'll put a link in the show put notes. a link in the show notes. yeah yeah that'll be <laughs> that thing that'll, we'll do um, that so yeah so regarding hope at rehope inc um regarding hope.com i was like what is what is our website oh my gosh karen there'll be a link in the show notes there story. will be there will be a link in the show notes because <laughs> um, no one is listening to this writing down right thing it's yeah. fine they'll find the link so yeah but you can go there um and find out more about what we're doing and um, we offer we're actually offering virtual support now because pandemic life. So um, if you know someone that's not in San Diego County that could um, use some childbirth education or yeah. doula support that's virtual, yeah. Um, then yeah, we can we can do that now. So that's Yay. kind of fun. That's actually a, a new new addition to that. So um, but yeah, we just want to support teen parents and make sure that they feel loved and connected and have a good start in their parenting journey. Um, and yeah, that's what, that's what regarding hope is. I love it. I'm bad at ending this. We'll just fade out and it'll be fine. And it'll be like some cute music comes on.
is a hymn for all our best laid plans. This is our requiem to longing. We stand in memory of what might have been. We stand apart in our belonging. This is our dirge for all the futures lost. We mourn the comfort of security. We stand ahead of the unmeasured cost. We stand as one in our priority. Yeah. 